0: Welcome to the Michael Myers Minute, where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween one minute at a time. I'm your host, Robert Black. Minute 39 takes place entirely in Judy Myers' old bedroom. Loomis is legend tripping and hoping for a lead on Michael, I'm sure. And Johnny Powers of the Austin Powers Minute is back, legend tripping with us. Welcome back, Johnny.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: Thank you for being here. Now, Loomis is telling Brackett a story that Brackett surely knows already. Not just because he's from Haddonfield, but according to Chaos Comics, Lee Brackett dated Judy when they were teenagers. And her death is the reason
1: he became a cop. That's kind of, that's like endearing and also just sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those both fit. So Loomis walks over to the spot where the sister was sitting, script says, doesn't refer to her by name. He says she was sitting right here. For some reason, Brackett goes into the hallway and comes back, and Loomis glances at the window. He doesn't know what happened in the opening scene, and neither do you, Johnny, of course. But he says uh, he could have seen her through this window. He didn't see her through this window. Loomis is just making all of this up.
1: He's just trying to psychoanalyze somebody out of his butt. Yeah,
0: that's his job.
1: That's what's happening.
0: This is Loomis actually doing his job, maybe the only time in the movie. (laughs) mostly he just stands around looking crazed and here he's actually trying to figure out what's going on
1: both work (laughs) (laughs) yeah he can do both so i definitely okay this is gonna be the stupidest reason okay but these kinds of scenes are exactly why i don't watch horror movies very much these kind and you would think okay listen okay see i know it's gonna sound stupid (laughs) i'm intrigued But, but okay um It's all the buildup, like, we talked about how creepy it was in minute 38, and all of the sound was, the sound and the shots uh, were kind of setting the tone for how creepy it was. So I know that something's going to happen, and I have, like, an overwhelming, like, anxiety to suspense-filled things. Okay i have no idea why and it can even be it can be suspense filled things or it can be like an entirely too awkward scene so i just talked about this i was pre-recording on my podcast and i talked about how like judd apatow movies make me like want to die inside sometimes
0: because of the awkwardness
1: Uh uh-huh so i have to get up and leave okay so now it's like the suspense it gets me the like fight or flight but i i flee so jump scares in a nutshell oh so, give me anxiety it's
0: <laughs> so not the all the suspense and the murder but the rain gutter cre- breaking the window i listen i understand that can, that's i can the point
1: yeah it's like i can this wow this is going to sound really bad i can like watch somebody <laughs> get murdered and be like all right this is a movie it's a horror movie like or it's like a yeah movie about a serial killer or whatever like that's fine but stupid jump scares I know this sounds so stupid. No,
0: that's why horror films <laughs> but I get that. Because like, that works on some people. Yeah. Sometimes better than the other stuff.
1: Me. I get emotionally invested.
0: I mean, I've seen this movie many times, so obviously I can handle the other parts.
1: Well, I, I very much jumped when I watched <laughs> it this minute. Like, twice. Twice? So I, I watched it. Wait, watching
0: it twice? Or you mean you jumped at two different things? Yeah,
1: okay. So you know what's going to happen. You would think after the first time it would be fine. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, you should have written down what second it was, second 18, so that you were ready the next time.
1: I know, be like, hey, don't jump, it's coming.
0: <laughs> That's okay. In her commentary, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's the star of the film, still gets squeamish when she knows a jump is coming. Because they get to her after 40, well, I guess the commentary was after 25 years.
1: All right, so I'm in good company. Yeah, very
0: good. And here we see that when the jump scare happens, it gets to Loomis as well. And we find out that he's carrying a gun. Since there might be some gun enthusiasts in the audience.
1: <sighs> That's your first response?
0: No. I'm just going to my notes.
1: Oh, no. I didn't mean about, like, the... That wasn't throwing shade about the going to the gun enthusiasts. Okay. I meant, like, that was his response. Oh. Like, his first response is, like, a rain gutter broke. Ha! Ah! Pull out gun.
0: <laughs> I thought you meant my first response.
1: No, no, I'm Like yes,
0: my first response oh, is to continue to talk out of a minute.
1: Oh no, no. I don't throw that I don't throw shade like that.
0: <laughs> now, since there might be some gun enthusiasts in the audience, the script says he has a three fifty seven Magnum, but he's actually carrying a Smith and Wesson model fifteen. I don't know what either of those things mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay.
0: But the point is he has a gun, even though he's a doctor. It's... And that's what Brackett notices as well. It's
1: just a weird first response. To
0: pull his gun out, yeah. Yeah. He's freaked. Last night he saw a bunch of patients from the hospital out on the lawn, and then his official government vehicle was stolen by Michael Myers, right in front of him.
1: Okay, but like you you don't have like a knife or maybe like take self defense classes, <laughs> so your fists are a weapon.
0: Up until yesterday.
1: Or like scream really loud. The
0: patient he was most worried about was locked up. He didn't need any of those things. He probably bought this gun today.
1: That's even worse.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Does he know how to use it?
0: I don't think so. He did, Well, he does use it later, and we assume he hits his target, but the way he pulls it out here, it doesn't look like he's very trained, no.
1: And you're with a police officer that has a gun.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Your first response isn't to let him, like, handle a crucial he's situation. You're thinking. just going to, like, I bought this gun today. Let's use it.
0: Actually, he says he has a permit, so I guess he didn't get it today.
1: Um, the time allotted for permits to be snail mailed to you? Is it 7 to 14 business days?
0: I don't know. And probably slower in 1978. I don't
1: know. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, he definitely does not know how to use that. He like double-handed. He was like, I'm gonna hold this pistol with two hands.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And while he pulls it out immediately, he pulls it out kind of awkwardly and slowly. He doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) Which is why he needs Sheriff Brackett.
1: What else does he have in that trench coat? <laughs> I
0: don't know. He doesn't pull anything out, cards, out later. Maybe. Guns. Although he latched onto the sheriff and then went on a ride with him in his car to get here, so I'm right. not sure he's bothering with business cards. Okay.
1: No keys because his car is stolen.
0: Well, his government car is stolen. He has another car. Okay. That he was driving around. Well, I mean, you'd have to have a house key. Yeah. And coins because he was at a payphone earlier, so he probably carried some change.
1: What if he's got like emergency um sedative
0: oh like a like an like medication maybe it never comes up so Mm i don't know he just shoots first that's his impulse
1: (laughs) shoot first ask questions later
0: (laughs) you haven't seen it yet but later in the film that's literally what he does as soon as he sees michael he shoots he doesn't even hesitate
1: that's never like the good option yeah
0: I feel like... This is the patient he was supposed to be taking care of for the last 15 years, and his impulse is to shoot him as soon as he sees him. Which tells you everything the movie's trying to tell you about him and Michael, really.
1: Yeah. See, because, like... (laughs) I know that these are just like empty thoughts, I guess, because I haven't seen the whole movie, yeah. but it almost seems like suspicious <laughs> to me that like if that's your first response and you've been with the person and I know you're describing them as like pure evil incarnate, but there's a backstory there that you a shady guy <laughs> if you would shoot a patient.
0: Yeah. It's one of two options. Either he's completely right and the thing he's after is like pure evil or he's wrong and there's something wrong with him.
1: I'm going to now, after I record with you, um, fully immerse myself in these movies.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of them. Because
1: like I have questions. I'm going to have to have, I'm going to have to have like moral support okay. from the audience. Hey everybody, I'm scared of jump scares. <laughs> Think of me there when I'm several. watching these movies, please. Oh.
0: This movie doesn't depend on those, but it does have them.
1: That's good. Are we depending on, like, the gore?
0: Not in this one, no. Oh, okay. This one's more of, like, a slow suspense buildup.
1: I'm okay with that.
0: There's a little more gore in the second one. Okay,
1: that one. That's fine. And I'm also really good with gore.
0: And then the third one you can skip because it has nothing to do with the others.
1: Okay, good. I'm getting, like, abridged versions. So I like this.
0: <laughs> and then the fourth is good. Fifth is okay. A lot of people hate the sixth one. I don't. I like it. Okay. And after that, then they kind of reset and ignored a bunch of them and made a new movie that just tied back to the first couple.
1: Okay, so one, two, four, five, six? Yeah, those go together. Okay. I feel like I have homework now.
0: After that, you get H20, Halloween Resurrection, and then there are two remakes. But Up to six, they all tie together. Okay.
1: I have to know the story of this doctor. <laughs>
0: if you want to know the story of the doctor, then you look up a online bit of prose called Sam, which is all about his life since he came from England in, I think, the late 50s.
1: Oh, so you get like pre-Halloween? Yeah. Ooh.
0: And in one of the comics, you find out that he had a one of the nurses at the hospital. He was involved with her, and then she ends up dead, he thinks, because of Michael. But there's no evidence for it.
1: hmm Now, he's just... Mhm. He's a shady dude. I don't trust him.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's a good start for him. Although he is really the the figure that holds the series together. He becomes very a very big deal. Most people who love these movies love his character. But yes, they understand that he's crazy.
1: Mm, he's a shifty guy. I'm like staring at him, <laughs> thinking that he's gonna do something shady, and I'm like, you're paused. You can't do anything. <laughs> but he's got those eyes that you like want to trust him, kind of. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the point. He is, he's the, in mythological terms, he's the Cassandra figure here. He's there to tell everyone what horrible thing is about to happen, but no one's going to believe him because he's, there's something a little off about him. He's a little too... It's
1: his gun handling skills. (laughs) That's
0: part of it probably for the sheriff. That's what it is. He's like, you don't know what you're doing. I gotta get that permit taken away.
1: (laughs) I mean, why would you pull your gun out in front of a sheriff so haphazardly?
0: (laughs) At a broken window, on a second floor.
1: Well... You know that's
0: who loomis is
1: jump scares
0: <laughs> see he responds to jump scares
1: see i would just like karate chop the air <laughs> like the other mike myers but like that's cool because like my fists are weapons <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that would help
0: bracket might think you're even crazier
1: uh there's no way i can be crazier than him
0: i suppose and so second forty four we get the start of Loomis's big speech. I met him fifteen years ago. I was told there was nothing left, no reason, no conscience, no understanding, even the most rudimentary sense of life or death of good or evil or right or wrong. and the minute ends.
1: It sounds like he had a lobotomy. <laughs>
0: Well, in the movie, we don't really see what Michael was like. In the novelization, he's actually quite talkative as a kid. Loomis has had conversations with him. But the movie frames it as if the first time he met him when he was six years old, Michael has never spoken a word ever since.
1: Hmm. Shady. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, if you take the novel as what actually happened and Loomis is making this up, it fits with your notion that Loomis is yeah, he's a little <laughs> shifty. Something wrong with him.
1: He did something he shouldn't have. Or he, like, I don't know, how do you talk to a little kids in a way that they never want to talk again? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's inherently terrifying.
0: Yeah. It's like, how bad of a doctor was he that the patient didn't want to speak ever for 15 years? I said in a previous minute that maybe Michael would have been fine if he'd been given a different doctor. Loomis has been pronouncing him evil for 15 years, so of course eventually it's going to stick.
1: I mean, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're creating a, an identity of a person who is evil, so they just begin to believe it.
0: Yeah. Whenever something bad happened in the hospital, Loomis said it was Michael's fault, and Michael started to believe it.
1: You're literally creating your own worst monster. Mm-hmm. That's the fun of Dr. Loomis. So then he, needs to just, he needs to not talk anymore. He needs to go home. Maybe that's it. Go home. Be mute for 15 years.
0: He needs to go relax let the cops take care of it I mean that would mean that Laurie's dead at the end of the movie but the cops might have shown up sometime after that we don't know
1: Mm-mm-mm. shady dude
0: <laughs> anything else on the shadiness of Dr. Loomis
1: no I mean we've gotten into my own psyche of anxiety for suspense and awkwardness so I feel like I've I've overshared <laughs> enough today
0: That's sometimes that can be good <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully I can speak into existence my marathon of Your worst these movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, my No, I don't want my own like, worst nightmare to <laughs> like, a come nightmare. to life. So that means I need to speak positive thoughts from now on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> positive thoughts so you have a nice monster. Then I guess that is all for Minute 39. Uh, Johnny, one more time, if the listeners would like to stalk you, where can they find you?
1: You can stalk me all around the internet. You can pretty much type Austin Powers Min into, like, any of your favorite search engines and click it, and hopefully you'll get lucky. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Powers Min. And maybe next time we record, I'll tell you uh, what to type in to find a secret group. But you might be a sleuth or a stalker enough to already know that that exists. So good job. (laughs)
0: And you can stalk me on Twitter and Facebook at Myers Minute or Instagram, Michael Myers Minute, or join the Facebook listeners group, 45 Lampkin Lane. Until next time.
1: See